so we call ourselves Small Town Scuttlebit, and on the surface, it doesn't sound like such an intellectual show, but I always feel like we've got nuggets of information to share with the Scuttlebutts, right? Yeah. We got a baker's dozen of nuggets of information. A gross of nuggets. And if they're fast food nuggets, they are gross. Dr. Lauren Beetlesparker from Babson is back, and she is cooking up these nuggets of information. We're going to be talking about some seriously heavy stuff about sustainability, reducing consumption. What can we do? That's what we're always trying to do is improve ourselves, improve the community, the society that we share with each other, people. Right, Mike? Yes. All right, let's do this. We are out to make the world a better place. We're hanging. This episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you in part by APC Pest and Termite Control. You got rid of the mice and rodents, but now it's ticking mosquito season right around the corner. Who are you going to call? APC Pest Control. They've been knocking them dead since 1981. And by Royal Pizza. Peruse the eclectic blend of culinary delights offered on their specialty menu. I always go with the Chicken Bacon Ranch. Please consider supporting our sponsors because they support this show. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, Scuttlebuds. It's me, your buddy Rick, across the table from our buddy Mike. We're in the northeast corner of my basement in Small Town Scuttlebutt Studio, ready to bring to you episode 83. Like, we got momentum. We're doing this. We were coming hot off of our state of the Small Town Scuttlebutt address, mm-hmm. right? And it's time for some deliverables, yes? Yeah. What do you have there? I have a book. It's called Everybody Has a Podcast Except You. It's from the guys that did the uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me podcast. It's pretty popular. It's been around for like 10 years. Okay. So they take 10 years of wisdom and they shrunkate it in about 240 pages, double-spaced 14-point font with a lot of pictures in it. I'm like, this is my reading level. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to deliver a state of the Scuttlebutt address. It's another thing to actually engage and learn and grow, right? So anyway, Mike... I got a new book, okay, because we learn and we grow by reading, okay? Uh It's not just a thing you make your kids do for 20 minutes a night, right, and check the box. This book is called Creativity, A Short and Cheerful Guide by John Cleese. And I thought this was a great- Oh, John Cleese. I thought it was a great book because you're cheerful and I'm short, so this was a book (laughs) for us. Um, And again, it's got double spacing- and the pages are small. Oh, yeah. This is totally a book that you could crush in like an hour. You could, And I'm a slow reader. So John Cleese, Creativity, A Short and Cheerful Guide. You and I are going to read it and we'll have it done. You know, read it at your own pace. And then yeah. when we're done, we'll we'll, uh, we'll start implementing it. Maybe we'll talk about it because I'd like to talk about books. Yeah. Okay. So enough of that. I just want, uh, we got to keep the momentum. We got to, we got to learn. We got to grow, right? Speaking of learning and growing, you know what another great way to, to do that is? Is to actually bring a professor into your scuttlebutt studio. We're bringing Dr. Lauren Beetlespacher on, and she's here to discuss a few things with us today, mostly about sustainability and being like a, a responsible consumer. Do you ever buy something and just think, ah, do I really need that? Or you get it and it's like, yeah, I don't really need that thing anymore. Now what do I do with it? How do I get rid of it? Yep. I think we need to be thinking about that more often. Like, great, I well, got this thing. That's what 
that's what she's here to talk to us about. So now, without further ado, we would like to invite in the distinguished chair of marketing from Babson College, Dr. Lauren Beetlesbacher. Are you good? Yeah. Like, does this sound comfortable? Yes, but before it was like it's stabbing. A, yeah, we don't want that. Yeah. I can hear myself. You're good. Yeah. It has to be directly into it. Yeah. Sometimes people, yeah, people sometimes forget. Rick, she's been on Marketplace. <laughs> you know what? Marketplace is not actually as um, together as this. They just record the Zoom. Oh, that is terrible. Mm hmm. They, they gotta, just record the Zoom. That's, you got to up your game. And then I also re will record it on my um, phone. Were you on with Kai Rizdal? I think he always smiles when he talks. Yeah. Right? He has to because he, it, it's always. He sounds so positive, and I feel like he has to be smiling to sound like that. Yeah, his voice, I like the way his voice modulates. Yeah. There's two things that we should be doing. Smile is, while we're talking? Yes, and standing. The oh, posture. Yeah. When you stand. But oh, I, yeah. I like to sit. I like the... This is small town scuttlebutt. This isn't marketplace. We're just going to chill out. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we're ahead of them already because you just said that they record on Zoom and we're... Well, not everybody. Maybe yeah. just me. I'm the, I'm the you know okay. the B team. Now, when you go on Marketplace, do you talk about your last appearance on Scuttlebutt, or do you say things like, "Oh, I got to wrap this up. I got I got a Scuttlebutt <laughs> appointment at <laughs> I four. I got to Scuttlebutt. Yeah. Um. No. 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 They're pretty limited on time. So yeah, I just answer the questions as, well, as succinctly as possible. I, That's a hard I word appreciate to say. I appreciate your honesty, but you could have lied there just to <laughs> pump up my ego. <laughs> Hey, Mike, do you want to introduce our guest today? We have Dr. Lauren Beetlesbacher in studio with us again today to discuss uh, sustainability mm -hmm. and how we can be better humans. I do have this kind of admiration and respect for high-functioning brains and where people go with them. Like, you're a doctor. You have studied <laughs> ad nauseum. Just You've drilled deep dive into marketing, right? Yeah. And you're more of the retail. Mm -hmm. What were the four Ps again that you said last time? Really? Do you really want to know? Product, place, uh -huh. promotion, uh -huh. and uh, oh, price. Price. Yeah. See, I got a 75, which is not surprising because yeah. I am a <laughs> lifelong C student. So oh, that passes. Right, that right, passes. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So you really got us to pay attention to uh, preparation. Mm -hmm. There's your fifth P. Yeah. We are prepared for the show. Yeah. I'm because, so proud. Because you know what? Oh, like there's we, the sixth P. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep this going, Mike. <laughs> I'm um, feeling rather perfunctory. Yeah. <laughs> you reversed the classroom, basically. You sent us all this material. Yeah. And we consumed some of it. Some of it. Uh, and yeah. Okay. Uh, there was a lot. I mean, you can get lost in, in yeah. these wormholes and these links off of links. We're talking about sustainable <laughs> development goals. Yeah. Uh, reducing consumption mm -hmm. globally. Mm -hmm. Like This is an everyone problem. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're a third world country or... Um, Medfield. Medfield, yeah. right, where we do the show. Um, everyone needs to play a part, mm -hmm. and that's why you're here today. New Scuttlebuds that are just joining us, like maybe this is your first episode. Dr. Beetle Spocker came on a couple uh, weeks ago. We talked about the evil ways of Amazon. Yeah. This is kind of related to that, right? Because right. Amazon has really amped up our already pretty advanced consumption. I I would say I had more people reach out to me about that particular episode. Really? Than any other episode. Like people were reaching out to me to tell me that they had listened and oh, that wow. how like shocking it was. Like, you know, everybody's like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to like yeah. Amazon, but it was very eye opening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do like that you said, you know, th this is what we're talking about today is 
continuing from yeah. what we were talking about. So yeah. by the end of the semester, we should be walking out with honorary degrees. Yeah, I think <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So let's open it up to you. Sustainable. Look good on the resume. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Scuttlebutt you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not so good on my resume, but <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> tell us about sustainability in a nutshell. How would you define this issue? So sustainability basically is a responsible use of resources now thinking about the impact of them in the future and what that means for future generations. And that's really hard because we as a society, especially in the United States, are pretty self-centered and we don't really want to think about the consequences of our actions. Right. We want immediate gratification and we don't really want to think about what it means for future generations. And as we see in our town, I'm sure you guys have talked about this ad nauseum on Scuttle, but there's a lot of like, well, I had it hard and I survived. So other people should have it hard, too. We don't really want to think about the impacts of our purchases on, you know, the next generation. And so that's kind of where we are. We are consuming way, way too much. And a lot of times people think about sustainability only in the terms of environmental sustainability. And there's actually, unfortunately, a huge amount of social issues in the supply chain as well. There's a tremendous amount of child labor. Um, and then there's still in some countries, there's, you know, modern slavery, which all of these topics are really heavy and really deep. And it feels really overwhelming. And nobody really has the time to go down this rabbit hole of researching every brand that we buy. Um, and when you do, it can be it can be kind of terrifying. There is no perfect brand. Um, and to be truly sustainable is really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. So as a society, what we need to do is reduce consumption, which kind of goes against everything that I've studied my whole life in marketing, mm -hmm. right? So we really need to buy things that are going to last us a lifetime, um, which is a hard thing to think about. And we need to think about what's the end of life of this product going to be? What are we going to do with this when we're done? And if it's just donated to charity or throw it away, we really need to ask ourselves, do we want that? Let's use this room as an example. Mm -hmm. I, I made a makeshift podcast studio. Yeah. There's foam on the walls. Mm -hmm. uh, I built this table. This is um, plywood made from birch. You built this? Yes. Okay. Um, what else do you have here? That's good. No, building it is good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I built it I myself. I just loved how dismissive. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like she, she's like, okay, well, now I don't want to point out this thing that's wrong with the corner of it. <laughs> Uh, let's, no, it's let's impressive. We made those T-shirts. There's one hanging on the wall there. You have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we printed them ourselves. Mike carved out a linoleum block to say small town shh, scuttlebutt. Shh. That, mm -hmm. that doesn't say anything about the sustainability of the shirt itself. Yes. Well, I'm <laughs> talking, it's it's material. It's stuff. Yeah. It's stuff. And uh, let's say we move on to something else someday. Yeah. I don't know what to do with those foam panels on the wall. I don't know what to do with this table. Oh, yeah. this table I could cut up and well, I can't even burn it because the chemicals are in it. So you could this table, because I'm sure it's so well made, mm -hmm. would be something that could be reused. Right. Okay. So if you think about it, it's you know, if you think about that triangle that we all learned, reduce, reuse, recycle. Mm -hmm. Right. Those are ultimately the main thing is to reduce. And if you can't, then reuse it. And if you can't, then recycle it. Yep. Right. Um, this foam can probably not be recycled. Right. right. So this is not ideal. Um, and again, it's we can't beat ourselves up for every single thing because there's other consequences as well that are sometimes positive. Like I think about, you know, my own childhood. I had, you know, I was raised by a single mom. And so, you know, we didn't have a ton of money. And I think about, you know, shopping at places like Old Navy and like, listen, fast fashion is the number two environmental you know, damager behind oil. Okay. So like fast fashion is killing the environment. However, there are things like, 
you know, giving a young person access to clothing that makes them feel confident, Mm -hmm. that makes them feel accepted by their peers, um, allowing an adult um, the ability to provide for her child. There are that's a really good thing. Right. You know that those are things that also have to be considered. So if we think about, you know, this foam, well, you know, it's terrible, but it's in this room where we're also providing this podcast, which definitely provides joy for a lot of people. And so if you're balancing that out, well, which one's worse, right? You know, having this foam to then provide joy and edutainment to a lot of people, you come out ahead. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't think we can, you know, overanalyze every single purchase that we make, but I think we have to eventually try to think about what decisions can we make where we're going to come out ahead. I was telling Rick earlier that I had spent, I told myself years ago, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go an entire year only buying products made in the U.S. And it was like, at the outset, I was like, this is going to cost me so much more money. Mm-hmm. I probably won't be able to afford to do this very long. And I ended up going for like a year and a half. My two exceptions were, that I allowed myself were bananas and coffee because mm-hmm. I figured mm-hmm. those are going to come from elsewhere. Um, and it, I ultimately, I ended up saving a ton of money because like Target, I just didn't go in. Uh, like all the all the places where like things at Home Depot that would have been an impulse buy, I'd be like, oh, no, I can't, I can't get that. So I ended up saving a lot of money because of all those impulse purchases that you see that you're like, oh, I'm gonna get that. You like if you pump the brakes and don't allow yourself to to make those impulse buys, and like the amount of crap that didn't come into my house as a result. <clears throat> it's not, it's worth giving it a shot. I would argue um, that as a global society, we do have a responsibility to help developing economies. It's it's okay to buy stuff in developing nations. I mean, if you think about like, you know, Bangladesh and, um, you know, there's a ton of manufacturing moving to Africa. I'd love to see those communities develop and thrive and yeah. purchase from them. I want to pay a price that force it, that allows the manufacturer to pay that person a fair wage. So I, you know, I'm not anti-global consumption. I mean, made in the U.S. is one way, especially with food. The closer it is to us, the healthier it is. Well, Um, and for me, it was about trying to avoid any of the companies that are like, oh, here's a 14-year-old that's sewing my clothing. Mm -hmm. Like, So I was trying to avoid supporting any of that. Yeah, but but I will say in some instances, that's probably the 14-year-old sewing the clothing is probably a safer place for them than um, than being at home. Right. Or um, or allowing them to to bring money home to their family. If if we completely shun child labor, then we could actually be putting those children in a worse situation. I mean, we need to help build the economies where children have access to education and their parents get a paid a fair wage and their children don't have to supplement that. You're talking about, oh, well, kids could. It's probably safer that they're working like that, that sounds like there's a bigger problem yeah, going on. Yeah, much bigger on. issue, yeah. And also, I'm kind of concerned about, well, let's let's help out the kids working in Bangladesh, like mm-hmm. give them a, a, a working living wage. I just feel like the man is going to take it, <laughs> right? Like, do you yeah. think the guy, the CEO making $5 million or $10 million a year is going to do a walkthrough at the factory at Christmas, handing out fat checks to all yeah. the like, fifth grade or kids that should be in fifth grade? I don't trust that. I know. I know. You're right. That's what's terrifying is that. You know, I mean, really, ultimately, there needs to be a lot of policy change. And there's so many implications from policy change. It's just it can just it just be this vicious cycle that's kind of spiraling. Um, And we just, you know, I think you guys looked at the sustainable development goals. There's 17 of them. 
you can't achieve them all, right? And one person can't achieve them all. We have to figure out, you know, if we only have so many shits to give, where are we going to give them? And, you know, for some people... My it's dog suffers. From- <laughs> he, he faces that question daily. Yeah, He's where, to, gotta, where to give him? Yeah. My, yeah. my dog was eating horse shit off oh. the road today. Bear, we were walking in the hunt club and Bear was digging in the ice, pulling up poop. It was basically a poopsicle. Yeah, yeah. it was disgusting. Yep, nope. Anyway, this just, uh, we just yeah. took... Yeah, I'm sorry. That's Back okay. Back to the UN so if you only have 17 so- <laughs> sustainable goals. <laughs> if you only have so so many shits to give, where are you going to give them? And, you know, for some people, it's thinking about their carbon footprint. You know, for some people, it's thinking about increasing access to education or water or whatever. Mm-hmm. You should really try to just make your difference there, right? Trying to buy the product that is completely environmentally sustainable with a socially responsible supply chain that treat you know pays everybody a fair wage, it's almost impossible. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is almost impossible unless you're just buying from your local farmer and making your clothes yourself, it's almost impossible. So we know what the problem is, mm-hmm. and the United Nations has 17 goals to achieve UN Sustainable, sustainable Development Goals. Development yeah. goals. Yeah. Why don't we go to a quick break and then come back and we'll talk about that as part of the solution okay. to the issues. That sound good? Sounds good. All right. Dr. B. Oh, God. <laughs> Mike and I, we're going to throw down. Who's Who are you putting $10 on? I think Mike could take you, you if really he was do? really mad. I just see this guy throwing like spaghetti arm, like haymakers, <laughs> like in a cartoon, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Now I want to go. I want to do this. <laughs> see, I would be a more strategic uh, defender of anything you throw at me because I've taken a couple classes at Perez Martial Arts and I, I got that baseline knowledge. Well, and here's the interesting thing. You're trying to start a fight. However, Rick, as a <laughs> no, student... No, I said of, defend. Defend. Yeah, but as a Yeah, but you said you, you want to do this. <laughs> but as a student of Perez Martial Arts, you are cuffed to my whim. If I don't start the fight, you don't get to fight me because Sensei Perez will tell you that you only get to use the uh, martial arts as an act of defense. Otherwise, you'll get kicked out. Sounds like you're trying to weasel out of this match. I'm doing no such thing. Well, as you cower, why don't you give them the uh, website? For more information, you can check out PerezMartialArts.com. Hey, Lauren, would you do us the honor of promoting ParkStreetBooks.com? We know you love them and you've worked with them in the past. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite store. There are so many wonderful books there. Jim is the most amazing human and everybody that works there is. My favorite thing about Park Street though is that if you ask Jim for a book recommendation, he always gives you the exact right book recommendation that you or your child needs at that moment. And it's it's like never fails. And from a sustainable consumption perspective, um, everything there is educational and informative and something that can be re, you know, reused again, that children can enjoy for a long, long time. It's not something that you just use once and throw away. I'll add to that. My son was struggling with reading time, and I know that Jim's skill is finding the right book. He helped Charlie find the right book. Thankfully, it's in a series. It's called Bad Guys. It's a graphic novel. They're coming out with a movie version of it. The kid in three weeks is already in book 10. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I sent the kid to his room early. I said, get some reading in. He was sitting with the book in his lap. And I said, it's time to go to bed. He said, I only have, flips through the page. I only have 20 pages left, Daddy. And I'm like, carry on. And that's because of Jim James at Park Street Books. Exactly. What's the website there, Mike? Parkstreetbooks.com. So you sent us to the UN website. We checked this out. A few facts and figures. People love facts and figures. Mm -hmm. Right, Scuttlebuds? Are you listening? 
this will put some stuff in perspective for you. Each year, an estimated one-third of all food produced, equivalent to 1.3 billion tons worth around $1 trillion, ends up rotting in the bins of consumers and retailers. We're throwing it all away. This is terrible. If people worldwide switched to energy-efficient light bulbs, the world would save $120 billion annually, and that's U.S. dollars. Here's another one. Should the global population reach 9.6 billion by 2050, the equivalent of almost three planets could be required to provide the natural resources needed to sustain current lifestyles. Well, that's good since we have one. Yeah. Right? I mean, what's the problem there? We'll only need two more. I'm sure we can figure that out by 2050. Yeah, because there's eight of them in the solar system just here alone. Every issue I just trace back to... Population control. Look let's it, knock like, it. Let's you, knock it off. You could have a whole philosophical thing about Thanos. You know, I, I would say this: you are one person. Mm-hmm. You can replace yourself with one person. Yeah, we got to hold the line. Sorry, this Rick is doesn't a, like good movies. That's why he didn't understand your reference. Oh. But I, I was on board you, with you. You're with me. Okay. And, and yeah, you're that's talking, why you just he's like such skate a right complex past villain that. because you hate <laughs> yeah. him, but also, but also you're wasn't, like wasn't totally. You're wrong. like this yeah. would solve a lot. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, no, I just kind of gloss over superhero nerd movies. That's what this is, right, Thanos? Yeah. 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 Wow. No offense. I just hate superhero movies. It's fine, Rick, because really? guess what? In the snap, you're gone. <laughs> I'm glad you guys enjoyed that joke. Yeah. I have no idea. See, I'm blissfully unaware of nerds and superhero costumes saving the world. Oh, man. Wow. I am blissfully happy to be a nerd. Yeah. Hey, and a moderate it? superhero, if I do say so myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Humble so, brag. Um, <laughs> Moderate superhero. Yeah. yeah, I have my abilities. How about this <laughs> birth control for everybody? It just—it's free. For that. Just, I'm just definitely throw all it for that. Yes, I, you make it rain. Yeah, for men too. Let's get back to the seventeen goals. Okay. Do Do you want to give the purpose of the goals, the genesis of them, like why they came to be? I'm glad you asked that, Dr. Yeah, Lauren okay. Beetlesbacher. The sust- sustainable development goals are the blueprint <laughs> to achieve a better and more sustainable future for all. Uh, What they do is they address the global challenges we face, including poverty, inequality, climate change, environmental degradation, peace, and justice. One of the main issues with the UN SDGs is, um, SDGs sounds bad, Um, (laughs) sustainable development. I got an STG in college. (laughs) Part of this is incorporating it into curriculums kind of around the world. Um, and into, you know, into society and into social planning and city planning and country planning and all that stuff. Are we trying to eliminate some of these, th- eradicate some of these things? Like no poverty. Yeah. That's, n- that's never going away. But is it, is it, a, so it may be an unrealistic goal, but is it a bad goal? I mean, I, I don't think that that's a bad goal, well, you know, but the, if you, but it doesn't sound like how would people. Yeah. You don't really want the UN saying our goal is to have mediocre poverty, 15% yeah. poverty. Yeah. No, I think the, the right terminology would be significantly reduce poverty. I think part of it too, is just a language kind of linguistics thing to get people to buy in. Yeah, you know, it kind you, of looks like a periodic table yeah, of Yeah, a periodic table of, you know, I mean, I, I really think, you know, sustainability, when you think of it in terms of like, don't be an asshole, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be wasteful, right? Don't buy products that you don't need. As I'm looking at Craig in the corner, a a mummy bust that I bought at Home Goods. Yeah. Whoops. Little, no, that's okay. 
You know, there's some things too. That's not wasteful though. That does bring a lot of joy. If it brings a lot of joy and and it makes you do better in your life and you put more good out, then I would Mm -hmm. say that it's worth it. Okay. Can I just go through these? Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. No poverty. That's impossible. That's never going to happen. Zero hunger. That's never going to happen. You got to reduce it. Good health and well-being. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we all took care of our bodies to the best of our ability And our mental health. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, quality education. I believe that can be true. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm really upset at the inequality of it. Yeah. You know, here in Medfield, we have a group that raises money, <laughs> not for a school district that needs it, but for our own affluent white kids. I feel like there's room to like, we're the haves. We should be giving it to the have-nots. I totally get what you're saying, that- mm-hmm. We're just kind of perpetuating some of the inequities. Yeah, we, um, we pat ourselves on the back. We yeah. felt good that we we raised some money, you know, from a bake sale that we just gave it to our kids. Uh, gender equality. I believe that can happen. I would like to think says it, a white dude. Yeah, you don't you don't think it can happen? You know I what I'm saying? Can it, I tell you something that's I pissing hope, me off I about hope this? It can happen. Yeah. This is okay. You know what? Here's here's my note to women. Okay. Oh, I can't oh, wait. Don't boy. fight. No, no, don't old boy me. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I look, we're like you're getting red in the face. Danger, yes. danger. You're red in the face, and I'm like I'm I'm mad laughing about this because okay. this is like don't come up and give me this blanket statement like I'm yeah. directly suppressing women. Yeah, no. I took my daughter to New York City, and I see a building and says the future of New York City is female. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that is telling my son that you got no place here. Yeah. So so what you're doing is you're fighting fire with fire. And you know what happens? Everyone just burns and dies. Yeah. So cut the shit with yeah. that stuff. Why don't you tell me how you really feel? Well, I just that. did. I, I think <laughs> the, I just did. what the argument is, is that girls need to be told that growing up and boys don't because it's already a man's Mike, world. what happened to the future of New York City includes females or women or whatever? It's just, it, it was very... Divisive. Yeah. I think I think it was pretty concrete and clear. A I don't better need to explain billboard would have been the future of New York City is very hot and we need number thirteen <laughs> climate action. Let me see thirteen. That was page. very diplomatic, Mike. <laughs> well, he see he gets diplomatic when he's losing a battle. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know where that where I was ever actually is this losing. The fight right? gonna come down? I will defend myself to the death <laughs> <laughs> with my martial arts skills. I inherited from Perez Martial Arts, Mike. <laughs> yeah. See, partnership for the goals. Yes, let's all be partners. Yeah. International, locally, public and private partnerships. That's where things get done. I I love that stuff. I'm a big fan. Yeah, me too. Peace, justice, and strong institutions. Depends on what kind of institutions. Some institutions are part of the problem. Some institutions need to go. I totally concur. Uh, Life on land. Life below water. Okay, mm-hmm. I get that. Yep, that's the ocean. The that, ocean issue is the ba- is really bad. If you think about like the waste and our oceans, I mean the fact that you know we're eating fish, thinking we're doing something healthy, and we're really just eating plastic. Well, think about the seaweed in the oceans that mm-hmm. contribute, to, just like the rainforest in the Amazon. Yeah. I mean, that's the air we breathe, right? Yes. It's getting scrubbed and cleaned and yes. spit back out because yes. of that stuff. Clean water and sanitation. If the Romans could make aqueducts over mm-hmm. 2,000 years ago, I think that we can get this going. Yeah. The problem, I mean, you know, we're so fortunate in the United States, but the problem is other countries, that they don't have the infrastructure to do that. Mm-hmm. Where And that's that becomes really problematic. Water on the planet goes where it, it is, wants. But we it is finite, right? Typically downhill. Yeah. Yeah, but water comes to you from the rains, from mm-hmm. the ocean, the tributary, whatever, right? 
Yeah, you, you people live where everyone lives around water sources. I don't know. Mm. We're going. That's not no. true. That's not true. Back. That's coming out. Um, okay. So let's just wrap up with a couple others. <laughs> Any others that you like, saw here, Mike? I like that when Rick misspeaks, he's like, "That's coming out." Yeah. Yeah. I'm retracting that, Mike. I'm. I have mm. self awareness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great thing. Um, okay. <laughs> Affordable and clean energy. This is the future. This is the future. This is the future. I love the idea that we have solar panels on our roofs. For me, that's a big hope, mm-hmm. you know, is thinking about, you know, clean energy because not only will it create new jobs, but then it will eliminate a lot of this conflict that we have on very finite resources that, you know, contribute to fossil fuels. So yes. I feel like, you know, if you have this infinite resource of, you know, solar energy, that's, that's much better. So I'm very optimistic about that. And my hope is that that continues to evolve. Mike is against solar energy because he thinks it's going to use up all the power from the sun. (laughs) (laughs) They're all intertwined. Yeah. No, I agree. A lot of these things are tied together. And that's the thing. You really have to think of these things in terms of a system. The consequences of our actions, you know, impact every other every other thing. So, you know, where we could be completely environmentally sustainable, but it might be at the cost of you know, not socially responsible and not thinking about economic development or, you know, the living wage of the people in the supply chain, but we're reducing our carbon impact or we could go the other way. Um, so there's really, you know, they all are twi- entwined together. And if you really, it can be paralyzing. Where do we go from here, Mike? Mike, why don't you ask the last question and let's, oh, let's, because this was heavy stuff. Yeah, I, feel like, I know. I'm sorry. No, like, was we, I edutaining enough? I'm sorry. It's heavy, It's hard to talk about this. It, I will say, I do want to say, this is something that's very important to me. It is important to celebrate incremental success. I think that sometimes we hold these large organizations to these um, unrealistic standards or, you know, the, a company that started in 1950 or 1960, it's just now starting to be sustainable. And we're like, oh, they're just doing that. It's greenwashing or whatever. They're doing it because society is demanding that they do it. When they were first built in 1950 and 60, society wasn't demanding that they do it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times customers are like, oh, it's inauthentic. But we can affect change with our dollars. And if we're telling companies they have to be more socially responsible, then we need to celebrate when they are and not say, oh, this is inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And when companies start now, you know, now that they know better, they need to embed this into their business model. And so we just can't get mad at these companies that didn't have it embedded in their model when they first started because it wasn't as important. It's important now. So it's important to celebrate these incremental changes and incremental changes in our own behaviors. You know, I like I hate to say this. I was, you know, was here a couple of months ago talking about Amazon and I'm here now talking about sustainable consumption. I still bought something from Amazon the other day. I know. And I felt really bad, but I couldn't find it anywhere else. And I needed it in a timely fashion and I didn't have time. And so if you think about like. It's funny how she saved us for the end of the show. I know. I know. But I, but I want to be transparent because, you know, we can't be sustainable and perfect all the time. Sometimes we have to choose the more convenient route. Sometimes being sustainable is hard, right? It's not as convenient It's not, you know, sometimes it's more expensive financially and sometimes it's more expensive from a time perspective. And we do have to also celebrate. Sometimes we need things to help us do our life better and be better citizens in our community. Right. So it's really all about thinking about, okay, you should leave everything a little bit better than you found it. So at the end of every day, did you do more good than harm? And that's where we should go. Right. Like, can we be a little bit better every day and can we hold businesses accountable to be a little bit better every day? If you look at these 17 sustainable development goals, it's freaking paralyzing, right? And so for me, the one that's the most important is responsible consumption, right? We have to be responsible with what we consume. 
because we have to be responsible with how we get rid of it. The disposal is the main problem, right? This just dis- this disposal society, that's what's going to that's that's what's going to be the real problem. Is this another podcast appearance? Like, where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah. Am I invited she, back? I feel like we got fired over Did you just mouth no. to be continued? <laughs> I hope I didn't come across as... No, 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 no. I am passionate about this no, stuff. No, I appreciate it. these 17 things are very important to me. Yeah. It does rub me the wrong way when someone does the, oh, white male thing. Yeah. It's like, because you know what? That's the thing that's like, oh, I can't... This is a human, yeah. human rights thing. And I am a human and I have a daughter and I did marry yeah. a woman. Like it's not like this. I would love a mindset change from yeah. the brow beating. Yeah. That, like in the finger wagging, like you're a man. You don't know what it's like. Yeah. like yeah. And I think for the same reason that Lauren was just saying with the businesses that are now trying to be better, it drives me nuts. It doesn't matter what the, what a person or a business is trying to be better than they used to be for. Mm-hmm. Don't come down on, people or businesses or whatever when they are trying, trying to, be to move in the right yeah. direction it doesn't matter like oh that's not genuine who cares mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't even matter if they're being genuine if they're trying to make a step in the right direction just let them take the step because exactly. if, if you like step on their feet then and don't let them do it they're not even going to bother anymore you exactly ha- like and and i think that's what you're saying that's too, what you're saying the, and that's a great point the, oh you, you know you're you're a middle-aged white guy what do you know yeah it's this it's the same umbrella i think that both of those things fall under. it's kind of like when we got a one-star review on this podcast three weeks into the show Did i'm like hurt? hey fuck off buddy yeah. like we've been doing this for three yeah, weeks give me a break i yeah. didn't know if i didn't know if you had gotten my review or not i'm glad that one <laughs> <laughs> i agree and i appreciate you challenging me on that you know i think a lot of times we're always quick to point out someone else's privilege without recognizing our own so you know it is important to to always have that perspective well it reminds me of the future of new york is female it's like yeah. okay you just tuned me out not yeah. to be a dead horse but it's like all of these 17 things benefit the human race everyone yeah so i don't like to divide it and and that's what this world has become a very divisive yes. you're either here or you're here and i'm like no i think we're all in the same mess yeah right and at the end of the day somebody <clears throat> that doesn't have access to you know all these things is going to choose to the option that's best for their family regardless of sustainability yeah. Sustainability is a privilege of the affluent. It really is. Well, why don't we lighten things up and take our shirts okay. off? Oh, just okay. You know, just to like see what our see what's under there. My, Mike's, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. That's not the direction I thought we were going. Yeah, no, oh. I think I think we should do this. Let's look at our. Do I need uh, to play some like some some racing oh, music? Some we'll get bow, that. Bow, well. Mike hit that. Yeah. All right, that's good. No, seriously, let's see what we have. Where where are our clothes whispered. made? Oh my goodness, this is awkward. I didn't know if I signed up for this. Well, that's a nice na, tattoo, na, Mike. Na, na. Okay, where's your shirt made, Mike? My shirt was made. This is great podcasting right here. Well, while you look for it, <laughs> mine's made in Vietnam. What's that mean? Okay. So there are some really remarkable, hugely environmental, sustainable um, facilities in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Then there are also some that there is opportunity for improvement. Okay. So um, you should look at the materials because I think that's going to be the interesting thing um, is, you know, because there's things like polyester and lycra. Those don't break down. So that's the real issue. My Penn State sweatshirt, I had assumed was made locally in State College, Pennsylvania. Why would you somebody, assume that? Somebody dressed as the Nittany Lion, but it turns out it was made in China. Yeah. China. Ooh, even worse, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a licensing, which we'll have to save for another 
Okay, now where is your shirt made? So my shirt was made in the United States and my shirt was made from recycled materials. But I was very intentional because I knew you were going to call me out on this. Okay, so recycled from what? Are those... um so it was water rec- bottles? Um, I think it's partial water bottles and I think it's other previous clothing, um, which that's the thing. Like clothing is really hard whenever possible. Mm-hmm. You want to get like organic cotton because it composts. It'll compost better. Okay. Um, so it'll break down easier and then the landfill. <laughs> um, so because it's really hard to recycle um, woven woven things okay. so this is like i think this is some recycled plastic and some recycled yep. um previous apparel items but my pants are not recyclable pants um and i'm not taking my pants off mm-hmm. um but mike my, you can put yours back on yeah. oh, no one asked you to take yours <laughs> yeah. off either why am i wearing this hospital gown it's weird it's... how did i get here um <laughs> So, but my pants are made by a company that's a certified B Corp. So, you know, sometimes sustainability is so hard. I encourage people to use these heuristics, right? These kind of mental cues to help signal to us, oh, that's a better brand than another brand. So uh, whenever possible, we should choose a certified B Corp. There's a lot of due diligence that goes into a brand, you know, getting branded as a certified B Corp. And so um, it means that they're ethically and sustainably sourced. It doesn't mean that it's like the best materials in the world, but that the supply chain is ethical and adheres to or exceeds all human rights initiatives. Okay. If you are listening and you're wondering how you can find out uh, whether a business you support is a B Corporation or not, you can go to bcorporation.net and find a B Corp near you. Yeah. Okay, that's going to do it for another exciting, stimulating week of small town scuttlebutts. I learned a lot. For Dr. Lauren Beetlesbacher and my buddy Mike Page, I'm Rick Fink. Thanks for listening. <laughs>